Next, hope the ship never ends. Rate, review, download to, email us when you know you. What is happening? Try not to laughers. This is the Try Not to Laugh podcast. I am Brandon, and with me per usual for the rest of my life is... Greetings, this is Andy. Andy, we are just two lifelong buddies trying to navigate this crazy world through comedy, aren't we? Yes, we are. We trying to laugh and go laugh. <laughs> More laughter. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's that the worst really laugh. fucking maniacal. <laughs> that's the worst laugh I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> well, here I am, rock you like a hurricane. I just got through Hurricane Dorian, came out on the other side. So I almost felt like I was in Stranger Things where um, I was on the upside down. And now I'm on the upside. Yes. Wait, upside. They... Right side up. Now right now, I'm on the right, right side, side up. up. Last man standing. Yeah, it looks like I'm stuck with you. Unbelievably, Dorian did this year did not stop me. But you know what made me what made me kind of crazy is that um, I marked myself safe on Facebook, and only 13 people liked it. So I have about 2,500 friends. So my thought is, does that mean that 2,487 people don't give a shit whether I actually lived through a hurricane? I was wondering to myself. No, they give a shit. They just didn't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I just did the math, just computed. 0.5% of people actually cared that I um, that I actually lived through a hurricane. Thank God I don't derive my self-worth versus caring that people marked me okay that I was alive on Facebook. You should be able to mark yourself okay in a lot of situations. Anything. I should mark myself okay after I just ate a Golden Corral. Yeah, like as soon as you flush the toilet and wash your hands, you <laughs> mark yourself okay. <laughs> just spend 48 minutes in the bathroom. You are right. You would have to wait until after the bathroom to mark yourself as safe because before that, you have no clue what's about to happen to your stomach. Your stomach is like, you did this again to me. Again, again, again. Brandon's <laughs> asshole is marked. Okay. Can you imagine like the team meeting between my body? All right, guys, we need to eat healthy. Are we all on board with this? All right. Brain's like going down to every system. We need this to happen. We need everything. And everyone's like, okay, okay. Uh, I'm on board. And the stomach is like, yeah, we're on board. Your nose and your stomach are already plotting. And then the stomach takes over the entire body and the brain's like, what? again, again, I have nothing to give. Uh, so your stomach is the brain of the body. My, my stomach literally controls everything. It's like, it's a jellyfish. It has nothing to, to give. It has no brain. So I wonder how it has all the power when it doesn't even have a, a central nervous system. It doesn't have, <laughs> it doesn't have anything to give, but yet it controls everything. That I do, and I just don't understand. Speaking of hurricanes and things I don't understand, there we go. Great segue. Women, do you understand them at all? You know, I understand women the way I understand uh, a second language. Hand movement sometimes, maybe. Yeah, we're not really speaking the same language. But they don't understand the concept of wanting nothing. My wife, like, she's, she's like, so what are you thinking about? I'm like, nothing. She's like, how's that possible? <laughs> nothing she's like well, how are you feeling right now i'm like good great i'm fine i'm, I'm content <laughs> she's like what does that even mean she's like how can you just be content i'm like i'm just sitting here i'm just zoning out and it's the best part of my day 
let me tell you something. Just think, just think of females as Superman, Superwoman, and just think of content as their kryptonite. They go near it, they die. Okay, they cannot deal. Ah, ah, I'm getting weaker. You're happy. You're content. You're not thinking of anything. Ah, I gotta get you to think of something. <laughs> I used to have a client back in the day who um went out of her way to tell me that she no longer wants to give me her business because I'm so blasé that she can't work with me. Okay, so you don't care enough. You didn't care about anything. But the fact that I just give off this uh, like very calm you know, vibe, it's for people who are not calm, that it's is very true. unsettling it, for them. It, it, listen, I've known you for 20-something years. It's unsettled me every day of my life. That Me, I'm the exact opposite. It's funny because I... I too go get rattled off every single moment of my life and everything bothers me and I question everything and I'm nuts and I don't, I don't have a easy demeanor and ever. I've never had an easy demeanor, but you are right. It, it, it is unsettling. Very unsettling. Andy, you unsettle me. <laughs> you make me feel unsettled. But yeah, women don't like content. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out every day. I think there'll be a guy who will finally figure it out. And I, I'm wondering, what will this guy be like? Will he be almost godlike? Will we end up praying to him? Will he almost be like our new god, this guy that figures out women? Could you imagine what that ceremony will be like? Every man, he'll kind of walk down the stairs. Every guy will kind of bow. He'll get in the middle. And then he'll scream out, figure out the female. And everyone goes, no, the problem is that that'll never, never happen until no well not to a straight guy a gay guy no mm, problem yeah but we we need a representative for us and i'm right, not saying I'm that saying, yeah i i need someone that represents me i i need the regular guy to to figure this out you know what i mean it's not gonna happen <laughs> we don't have the technology i mean listen i've got years of intel and this is what i think i found out you just you you listen a lot you say you're sorry no matter what, and then you let them pick dinner, and then you rinse and repeat, right? I think that's – have I figured I think, it out? You know what? I'm, I'm on board with just about everything you said except dinner because the, right. because women just will never choose. No, they'll sit there. I, they I'm want, the, you right they want now, the ability to choose dinner, but they'll never pick. How many scenarios have happened where the guy's like, what would you like to eat? Um, I don't know. Uh, you pick. Okay, great. We're going out to Chili's. Chili's? Come on. <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a classy gal. I need something more. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. Um, we're going to go to Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris! <laughs> How much money that we're going to spend on Ruth Chris? Do you think we need to <laughs> I'll go. I could go through 12 different scenarios where they all turn out exactly the same, but you get it. They've, you're absolutely right. They want, they want to think that they're picking, but they just want you to pick, but they want you to nudge every one of those movements. And then after that, they're fine. Exactly. You know, they're, exactly. They want you to make the decisions, but at the same time, you have to know it's still their decision. Yeah, it is. And I hate, you know, what makes me nuts? The happy wife, happy life thing. Have you ever heard um, people Say that. Oh, Have you ever heard guys say, happy life, happy life? All the time. I've and, got a sign in my kitchen that she put up that says, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. No, I fucking, I'm not happy with that sign. That sign goes directly in the trash. I've never, I've never subscribed to that ever. To me, both sides have to be happy and on the same page. My wife and I are really like, 
like two alpha gorillas just going and never backing down. Both of us, oh. <laughs> none of us are backing down. Both of us, we don't care. We, we, we are, uh, and that's part of our problem is that I'm not, I guess part of our problem is that I'm not willing to back down. Isn't that sad? Our problem, I'm not willing to back down. And you shouldn't have to. There's a difference between backing down and compromising. I mean, you shouldn't have to eat Correct. and get all the time. It's not fair to you either. No, no. 20-something years later, I've learned a little bit. I've learned that sometimes you do have to retreat, but you also have to counteract that with treating her like garbage, right? So you do a little bit of all that. Then you follow that up by coming back with a motorcycle with a cigar in your mouth and saying, I'll do what I want, woman, and then go back out with I your motorcycle, but then come back with maybe a vase filled with flowers. So then she doesn't know what to think. You're an asshole on a, on a bike going <laughs> on an adventure, but you came back with sunflowers. Talking about all these women, what about the women in your life? Let's take it down a list, right? Because I, I, I just did a quick list of all the women important women in my life okay um and how we how we deal with them maybe other people who are listening have the same same thoughts but i go let's you start off with your mom i know you have a great relationship with your mom correct i do i get along very well with my mom yeah your mom's awesome i i wish your mom was my mom i hear that a lot so actually so to speak i mean the cooking that she used to do for me remember mama and i'm like but I, I can't breathe anymore, okay? I can't. My throat is closing up. Tatalan, it's okay. It's okay. It'll get through. I yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember one time we were eating dinner at my house, and you were just like, no more. I can't do it. She's like, it's okay, baby. Go upstairs. Go sit on the toilet for five minutes. Come back and eat more. Yeah, you eat more. You just got to let it out. And I'm like, oh, my God. I've never had a mom that cares this much about all my bowel movements. <laughs> Not since I was in a diaper. But, uh, oh, your mom, your mom is amazing. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, huge pain in the ass. I, mean, I cannot even tell you how much of a humongous pain in the ass. I don't know if there's anyone out there who deals with the same stuff I deal with, but standing on ceremony, uh, we're rocky at best. I would say that she was Kathy Bates in Misery. Do you remember that movie? See, the funny thing about women is they're so good at masking who they really are. And yeah. like they're all schizophrenic in their own way. Like I've met so many moms or so many women in general where like in one situation, they're one person, in another situation, they're another. So when you tell me that you don't get along with your mom or that your mom's the uh, Kathy Bates from Misery, I've never met that woman. Like to me, your mom's always been super nice. And like of all the moms that I grew up meeting, I always mm. thought she was really cool. Mm. Did you, you know what? My mom reminds me of uh, uh, the movie then Bedazzled. Minus looking like Elizabeth Hurley. Let's not go there. I don't want all these mom problems. And then Sigmund Freud's going to come in and then he's going to judge me. So don't you judge me. Right. You're in love with your mom's anus. Or Co correct. This is not going there. What I'm saying, though, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that she's a different woman in every different situation. That's it. That's it. But mother-in-law going down the list. I have a better relationship with her. She's awesome. She's helpful. But she's needy, naggy, and she's up in our grill. Uh, what about your mother-in-law? I think my relationship with her is actually pretty decent. She's not overly involved. Uh, sometimes it's almost like you want them to be until they get involved. And then you're just like, I'm the dad. 
I take care of my family. I don't, you know, I don't, yeah. I, I'm not really interested in everyone else's opinions, but when they yeah. don't give him, you're just like, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you just like you wanted to get uh, how many times you would not believe how many times my mother-in-law has told me how to act and i'm like please shut up <laughs> there's nothing else i can say <laughs> no. it's like, listen lady we're not really related i don't need any of this shit sometimes do you want to be like back of the hand back of the hand woman okay that's what you're getting okay the business end of the back of my hand via 1940s men that's what you want to do sometimes uh all right let's go to the big girl the big dog the wife how do we feel about our wives <laughs> we're going deep honestly this. for the most part um i feel like we get along really well and i think part of that reason is because we're such opposites so we agree on basic human principles but everything aside from that we completely disagree on we're like two very different people hmm. i believe in revenge in any scenario, because my answer to everything is either punch them in the face mm-hmm. or run them off the road, steal something from them. It's always just some sort of revenge. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't believe in that. Like my wife's a step up from being a Buddhist monk and which is fine because the other 90% of the time we're getting along great. But there are times where, you know, I'm such a fucking psychopath that like the things I say literally oh. will trouble her enough where she'll just leave the room. She, because she doesn't understand why she married a monster. An, an absolute, absolute monster. That we said at the same time, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been with my wife for going on 22 years. So I, I think she thinks I'm Dracula. I think that she thinks that I'm just this sexy guy that never sleeps or that never needs his own time. Well, maybe she doesn't think I'm sexy at all. So maybe let's let's backtrack on that. She just thinks that I never sleep. Like her expectation is, and this is, I think, what um, a lot of women struggle with. And this is why there's a lot of women who are not getting married as much or having kids. The rate of marriage is actually on the huge decline, the worst that it's been in uh, 60 years, I think they said. But the expectation is that I should be the best businessman, the best husband, the best father. And I think... Uh, my wife is still in that zone. I got to be everything all the time. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, like I said, we're, we're together. We have a, uh, how do I put this? We have an adversarial, it's like two rival gangs. I think that there's expectations, but I, I think that overall, obviously we, we work, you know, we get along, we enjoy each other's company, you know? Some guys that I've talked to, they have very funny ways of tracking their wife's mood. There was one guy who I worked with a long time ago. He would always come into my office and be like, Hey man, uh, pull up the, uh, that weather tracker there. I want to check the moon. And I'm like the moon. He's like, yeah, I gotta, gotta see how the lady's going to be acting for the next couple of days. And <laughs> It, it didn't really make any sense to me. So then he started to explain to me. He's like, you see there, that crescent moon, that tells me that uh, she's going to be all right. We're going to get along just fine for the next couple of days. Out there on Friday, that full moon, they're going to lose their fucking minds. Wait, hold on. Okay, so uh, how do I put this? Is he fucking a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But the the funniest thing was... A lot of times he was right, and really? I couldn't. Yeah, and I couldn't figure it out. And I never, I never learned his system. I'm not learning a system. You know what I? You know what I love? I love the not knowing. Sometimes the craziness is great. The crazy, unpredictable uh, yeah. mood swings. 
what's today going to be like? I can't wait. <laughs> Is, are, are we going to have a great day or are we not? The fat adventures of old Brandon. <laughs> this is where this gets important. We both have daughters. I've got a daughter. She's three. Believe it or not, she's insanely smart and she already knows what to say. It's crazy how I look at her. She's so young and still, I only have one responsibility. Keep her off that pole. Keep her out of the strip club. Isn't that insane? Every dad knows it. That every dad that even at that age, you look at your sweet baby girl and you're like, I just want to make sure that you're not going up and down a pole. But we shouldn't be thinking that. We shouldn't. We should be thinking of that she's playing and she and it's so sweet. But it, it's funny. I'm like dad RoboCop. And my primary directive is making sure she isn't too friendly to men. Like, like I have one directive. Making sure she doesn't like penis until much later in life. <laughs> I, I don't like. I don't understand why I feel that way, but we all do. You were able to a- answer that exactly. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah, it's fucked up. It's the same answer every, any dad would give you. Any single dad. I mean, your daughter's a lot older, right? I mean, isn't she? Yeah, she's ten now. Yeah, double digits. Oh, you're about to enter into a world of shit, a tornado of caca, aren't you? The preteen girl, nothing, nothing is more insane to me than the preteen girl. I know, and she'll have like friends over now. The amount of noise and just fucking drama. She had one over yesterday, and uh, it started off for like the first twenty minutes. It was really nice. My wife was like making cupcakes with them. They were all hanging out. They put on a movie. They didn't even get to finish their cupcakes. They were already fighting in her room, locking each other in the room, screaming at each other. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I would never even dream of coming over someone's house and locking them in, in their own bedroom. <laughs> and she's like, you listen to me. So like my, like my wife had to get involved. And then like finally, so they calmed down because, you know, they are kids. So my wife convinced them to like just play nice. 20 minutes later, I hate you. No, I hate you. <laughs> And you're just supposed to be best friends for life. This is, again, this is why I don't understand women or girls or any of them. Because tw- they, I hate you, and they're, but they're supposed to be best friends. Right. I mean, I right. Would a guy ever do that? Would any of us ever do that? The only We used to, like, throw each other through tables. But right. then we were like, all right, great. Well, let's just eat ice cream afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Or eat anything. But whatever. We bonded over food. But either way, we none of us ever were like, I hate you and locked each other out. No. Not at all. You know, guys argue like I, I've got friends like I remember like we got into an argument. I went over his house. I punched him in the head. We didn't talk for a little while. We're good friends now. Exactly. And and you know what? I, and you know what? I forgive you. I forgive you. OK, you, 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 you hurt me hard. OK, but I forgive you. <laughs> I think you're one of the few that I never got into a physical altercation with. Probably. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm surprised. I because I think I ha- I think I got into plenty of altercations with my other friends in the past. I was sure. Think. I had a friend throw me through my wall once, but that's the thing about guys. He felt bad about it. The next day, he came over with some uh, some stuff, and he yeah he, he, yeah. yeah, he went to he went over to uh, Pergament at the time. Oh. And uh, picked up some spackle and whatnot. Fucking fixed the wall with me. Last but not least, for females, okay, and this is where. This is where the problem comes in because nobody knows how to deal with this. The coworker, the female coworker, okay? Because it is very hard in the workplace. Oof. What do you do? It's it's hard to be around hot women in the workplace. Do do you think the expectation is that they don't think we're going to ogle? I mean, women in the workplace in general is uh, it's challenging. I can't even imagine. There are no hot women 
in my workplace, which is great for me. Right. Right. You're lucky that you have nothing to look at. I, on the other hand, it's really more of our uh, customers, in my case, where every other customer is wearing um, the best looking running pants on planet Earth. And I've got to say, no problem and look straight and not look down at any given moment. Right. Never watch them leave. Yeah. Okay. I've watched every single girl leave. (laughs) It's all I think about is the leaving (laughs) out of my life and just that ass into my mind. (laughs) Imagine you use that voice to have a nice day (laughs) and goodbye to you, ass. (laughs) See your ass later in my mind. Always a pleasure. Here's the thing. I wonder what women do think because I used to, many years ago, I used to be in the the media industry and there were littered with great looking girls in the media industry, just absolutely littered. And I created an elaborate system of points and ratings and it was based on 10 different attributes. (laughs) And a lot of the the guys in our industry knew that I created the system and they, I showed them an Excel, the Excel document that I had created over the years. You went as far as to create a spreadsheet? Not only did I create a spreadsheet, Andy, I actually weight averaged these things. So like, for instance, I would put looks, uh, personality, and then I would go into all different things. And I actually came up with a a number, a one through 10 number through this 10 point system. And I I wonder if any woman would think that guys go that far in the workplace. Definitely not. If there's any women listening right now, goodbye. I'm pretty sure nobody realizes that how far out of our way we go to to rate them or to, you know, figure out like oddball situations to meet them or, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I wonder if they know how like deranged we are about them. Like, how definitely not. Some of them have to. If you're a porn star, you got to understand. Yeah, I think if you have like, all right. So like you were saying, like, there's got to be a guy out there who will finally figure out women. And I think yeah, that, he's going to be our messiah. Right. Yes. And he's going to be, pro- he, it's probably going to be a porn star. The same way that porn star women understand men on a different level than mm-hmm. the average woman. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, well, Andy, but you're you're thinking that these guys in porn have IQs over 60? I don't think it's so much about the IQ because we're not talking, we're, we're not really talking about intelligence. We're talking about, you know, just being able to connect with them on a level where the average man can't. And this guy's straight as hell. We know that. Yeah, but the only way he knows how to connect is with his penis. So is he really going to go beyond that to figure out the mentality of women? Because all he's used to is a situation where he has a a situation of the or a view of the world that is not real. He walks into a doctor's office. He gets seen by a the hottest doctor you've ever seen. You're like, how did she get her degree? But okay, <laughs> and <laughs> you walk in. And she says that she's going to have to check your pulse and then she puts her stethoscope on your balls. And that and and then it starts from there and then he bangs her. So that's his view of the world. So you really think he's going to be able to look beyond uh, that scope of a female? So getting back to lastly about the coworker, I do have an idea that I think will help all of us out. I think that unfortunately they do get harassed in the workplace and you don't want any female to feel um, bad but I should also think it should be based on what she wears. So if she chooses to wear a hot outfit, I think that should be the level of harassment that should be allowed. And maybe we could even have a harassment day where just once a year, just 
Just let it be. Like the purge in the office? Right, but no killing. Just, right, no, no killing. Purge, just yeah, just sexual harassment. <laughs> yes, just I, I would just like just that once a year where just, just let us be for like that once a year. Like I, I remember Patrice O'Neill, um, uh, God rest his soul, um, he talked about it, I think, in one of his specials. He's like, just let us harass you. And I remember him saying, just let us harass you. Like, I think we take that a step further. Just just give a day a year. Just let it just let it be. Just like let us ogle. Like, can you imagine you they're walking through the uh, the office and all the guys with their eyes and like licking their lips like like the wolf that just, you know, blew down the house for the three uh, pigs. And then it's like, oh, yeah. I would like to know what the consequence is for harassment when it's not the day of the purge. Day of the purge, um, not the day of the purge. It's, it's business as usual. You get, you 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 either get uh, uh, retrained, fired, uh, a warning. All that stuff still applies because again, you know we you, you don't want in real life too much. I'm I'm asking for a day. That's it. What would you Just do in us- that one day? Oh God Almighty! I'm just curious, like. I- how would you, because like, all right, so in, in the movie The Purge, like there's people pre- uh, preparing for this all year long. So you see them sharpening knives. So now how do you prepare for harassment day? Well, you know, you know what I'm going to say. You're not whacking it for a while. I mean, you're knowing the day. I think I wait for the entire month and I just don't, don't touch them. All right. You don't touch them for the entire month. And you, if you wait that long, you're getting in there. You maybe have three seconds but that's going to be the th- biggest three seconds of your life. Like you just, it probably you're going to explode in your pants at any moment. Anyway, are you going to shoot your load at someone? No, not at someone. That we're still talking. Right, you're not that, allowed to that's do gotta that. That's got to be against but. the rules. That is against the rules. We're not going to go that far. But we just want the ability to say, "Oh, damn," and not like and not, not <laughs> damn girl just, you just made me jizz my pants <laughs> all, all of a sudden i wanted to i wanted to turn into an 80s motown guy and i just want i just want to be able to do that okay i just want to be like uh boys to men back in their heyday you know like let me love you baby <laughs> Let me spread it all over. Now, I'm pretty sure if that's all men were doing, even yeah. even in the other 364 days a year, there wouldn't be any sexual harassment claims. There would not. I don't so think you so. Think that could work all year round. Your idea of uh, of of purging the office is much more G-rated than. than yeah, well, I wanted. To, you're right, but we have to keep it. We can't go nuts. I mean, we can't have like National Rape Day. No, I mean, no, no, no. Of course not. I'm listen. These are all still mothers and daughters. Correct. They're all still mothers and daughters. I'm not going to go no, exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to take it too far. But I just want to be able to just stare. Like, just give me that time. But there. you wouldn't walk over and just be like, "I want to lick your ass." Yeah, like I want to be able to just say stuff. I just want to be able to say, "I just want to like spread you open like two pieces of lamb chops." <laughs> <laughs> I want to split you open like a coconut. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. I just want to be able to say some of those things, ogle, and then walk away. I just want that. Just give me that. Give me National Harassment Day. Just, just let me have that. Please let me. And then, last but not least, is do you think that we can coexist? Because a lot of people talk about that. Can men and women coexist? My take is we have no choice. You know, like it's it's a dumb question. It, unless literally, like my movie. 
the eradicators. It's not going to happen. None of us are going to eradicate each other. It's not an option. We have to learn to live together. I, I just think we need to create more rules and boundaries that maybe all of us are livable. So maybe instead of the Ten Commandments, we have like the list of how to deal. What do you think about something like that? Okay. We, we, we go off of a list and we, you know, like we, we have 10 things that, that guys just need, like just, you know, feed me, fuck me, shut the fuck up at some point. And then like seven, seven other things that, that, you know, all men could agree on. We have a council. All of us could agree that these are the 10 most important things to us. And then women have the 10 most important things to them. And then we all try and we swap those, those rules and then we all try and figure out how we can deal with each other. Who's in making a, these a, rules? It's a council of elders, I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's it's a it's a wise wise guy. And what we, we should do is these council of elders. We we have ten. I like the, for some reason I like the rule of ten. We're gonna stick with ten. And they could be the guys on the guy squad uh, or the guy team. We have ten guys from all different walks of life, nationalities. So we get all different opinions you know um you know it'd be funny the jamaican delegate like like yeah man i think the most important thing is smoking reefer let us just smoke the reefer i I think that this isn't something that we're going to figure out this moment but it, it is important it is important that we deal with females and in fact i think that we can create movements that actually benefit women what do you think yeah i agree i could think of a couple I mean, Me Too was uh, humongous for them, you know, and I think that we, I, I've got a couple of movements that are, I think, not only helpful, but maybe they're um, doable, I guess, you know, like Me Too may be too judgy. So maybe we just go with these. This one is, is if you really think about it, most women don't want equality. They say they, say they do, but they don't. And most women think that we are that we're not needed anyway, right? We're just a nuisance. So maybe what we do is we send guys in as sacrificial lambs once a year, almost like a ritual. And at the end, we pick a number, and those guys they they gotta go. They're our sacrificial lambs. Or, or maybe we just throw in like rapists or people like that, like just bad guys, and we just sacrifice them. To yeah, these why women. sacrifice a good one? Correct. And I call this one hashtag we submit. Hmm. And and it is just taking guys that we don't need anyway. We sacrificial lambs. They can do what they want with them. And I think it's like a win win. It's a, it's it's helpful to women. We take away our worst guys. Uh, what do you think about this? Hashtag we submit. I like the idea of sacrificing some crazy piece of shit that doesn't belong in society anyway. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a nice loophole, you know. Unless the demand is that we sacrifice someone really great. I mean. It's a little twisted, but I feel like they would all enjoy it. They'd appreciate the offer. Yeah, and I mean, think about it. I mean, we're we're giving them the worst of our most disgusting pieces of shit anyway. <laughs> They're just pieces of garbage that we need to throw out anyway. And it's real justice. So I think guys will will think about what they do before they do it. If we're telling you, listen, you're you're going to those women. You're going to be sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're going to those Amazonian monsters. <laughs> what you got? So I was thinking, you know how the the average penis is about five inches long? It's yours, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And the average vagina is about seven inches deep. At least. So I feel like there's there's too much vagina that's gone unexplored. Okay. 
I like where this is going. To benefit both us and them, I, I thought, what if we, what if we just fill in that two-inch gap with some candy? Basically, what it's doing, it's keeping them satisfied. Not only because one, you're finally as deep as you can get, but <laughs> when they're hungry, they can just reach in there and grab like a, you know, like a, a caramel or a Jolly Rancher. Okay, so, so I've got, I've got I questions. <laughs> right, and this I'm one's gonna back. be, and this one's hashtag sweet and shallow. Sweet and shallow. Oh, okay. That sounds like a candy shop. Welcome to Sweet and Shallow. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Well, it is a delicious candy shop. Okay, I've got a lot of questions on this one. Sure. Great idea, but okay. So are you are you proposing that your penis is a delivery system for this candy? Are you are you saying that there is a little pouch in a girl's vagina? Uh, the Jolly the Ranchers will be stored. Yes. Is that what you're proposing? I I wasn't necessarily thinking like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a milk dud into the tip of my penis and I'm just gonna jam it in there. Right, because I was gonna say you would have to be uncircumcised. You would have to put that on the right on that little skin piece, and then as a delivery system, it's almost like. Um, like when the space shuttle actually gets to its landing, which is on the space station, and it just locks in. Oh, right, right. Space dock. Yeah. Space dock. Space docking. Yeah. Well, that's space docking is way different than what we're talking about. But so, okay. So I, I love the mix of candy and I love the mix of having sex, but, but you want to put that together and you want them to be able to have that candy. Is that what you're saying? Correct. I'd like to combine the two. So this way... Uh, you know, let's say you guys are hanging out. She's getting a little frustrated because she's hangry. Reach <laughs> on in there. Grab yourself a Werther's original. Werther's original. You got a little thing. something in your stomach. And then when it's time to do business, there's no more of this go deeper nonsense. You're in there. There's nowhere left to go. Okay. So you're filling that space with candy is what you're saying. So you, so you're, you think that it's her... valuable real estate. We got to do something with it. What are you mining? <laughs> now you're, now you're a miner all yeah, of a sudden. This is my new version of Minecraft. <laughs> Well, you know what? Why don't you put your hat on with your little uh, what is that with the with the little light, the flashlight yeah. with the hat? You know, the little, can you imagine how funny that would be? You get into the bed and you guys are kissing and you're you're just making out and it's sweet and there's candles and stuff. All of a sudden, you whip out the hat with the light. I'm going, going in there. In. I got the black lung pop. I do like the idea and I do think it's a great use of space. And if there's anything we've learned from Feng Shui, is it's about space. Um, I've got another one. All right. this, this one's called the running with the leggings. So instead of, you know, running with the bulls, that's is my sure. take on the running with the leggings. It's named after the best pants created on the planet. And it's a way to cleanse our soul. We finally see what it's like for us to be women. So this is what we do. We go into virtual reality, complete with everyday ogling and the backstabbing friends. And it's like the movie Surrogate, but with lessons here. And it's for us to finally see what a mediocre woman with too much on her mind goes through on a daily basis. So what we do, huh. it, it, yep, it's called, we call it the running with the leggings. You become that female for a day in virtual reality with the, a hot girl in, in those pants and you see what it's like for that one day on what they go through. So like you're going to walk past a construction site and guys are going to whistle at you. You're going to go into a coffee shop and the barista is going to be looking at you up and down. So basically, no one's going to care about what you say, I guess. <laughs> and you're going to see what it's like for the day. And then you're going to come out of this virtual reality 
and you're going to be like, oh, now I understand. You know, maybe I, I should or shouldn't do this. I don't know. Maybe you're still going to do it, but maybe with a oh, little man. Maybe a little less gusto. You may still decide to be the same exact asshole. But no, I love the idea, and in in fact, I would walk out of there. First of all, I would be flattered as fuck the whole time. Oh yeah, and and I would walk out of there. It would totally break my brain. I, it's such a mind fuck to be wanted in that way because it doesn't. It's not like that for most men. So imagine walking out of there with like this chip on your shoulder. Then all of a sudden I walk out of there. I, I walk past a construction site. No one's paying attention to me. I'm like, hey, boys. <laughs> Wait. So, OK, in this scenario, you, you love this. You learn absolutely nothing from this. You love getting ogled for the entire day. And you're like, holy shit, it's awesome being a hot girl. And you learn nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you and like half the guys on the planet, then maybe this thing isn't going to work like I wanted it to. No, I mean, I think it's a pretty useful tool if you're going to do it for like sensitivity training in the workplace. But okay. otherwise, all you're doing is building up my confidence. <laughs> As a hot girl with with running pants on? Yes. All right. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> all right. I'm a pretty calm person. When I'm behind the wheel, I have really bad road rage. Okay. One of the things that just unravels me is when I look in my rearview mirror and I see a white girl driving in her car, rapping. Rapping, okay. White I girl. hate when white girls rap in their car hmm. because they won't do it anywhere else. They don't have the fucking balls. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Hmm. But, you know, in your car, everybody's safe. Everybody goes nuts in their car. They, you know, they pick their nose. They, they, they sing. When I see a white girl rap in her car, it makes me fucking crazy. It just, it sets something off in me. So I'm thinking we create a movement against white girls who rap in their car while driving. And we call it Shut Up and Drive. <laughs> Wait, that's a, uh, isn't that a song from, uh, what's her name? Uh, shoot. Uh, uh, what's her name? Why is this now not coming to me? The the girl from the Bahamas. The, the, the beautiful girl. What? Jay-Z's. Jay-Z founder, why is this not uh, in my mind? Right? I have no idea. Who oh, my God. Shut up and drive. She sang Shut Up and Drive. What the hell? Is I didn't know that was a song. Oh, God almighty. Shit. I can't believe. Thank God for the internet. I'm looking this up right now. Rihanna. Holy shit. How did that? How did I not know oh. that name? Okay, but, that, but she's obviously not white. Okay, so you're saying any girl that looks like Iggy Azalea is just getting sniped out by you. <laughs> That's what you're what you're saying. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I want to go as far as run them off the road. Okay, so any girl uh and you feel that you are helping the female community by getting rid of these these I idiots? am. I okay. am because, you know, it sours it for me. Okay. I'm on edge the rest of the time. I'm driving to where I'm going. Nobody else better be fucking rapping. Where do you live that white girl rappers are all around you? <laughs> I live around a lot of white girls. <laughs> that rap? <laughs> Where are you? Where are you in, in? Where are you in Compton or are you in Mastic Beach? Where are you? Or are you between the two? <laughs> oh man! Well, I do like the idea that you are. Um, you're very targeted, so I do like the idea you do want to help out the female population against a certain female population. So I do like that you're doing your part. So I do think that uh, there's a lot of utility right. in it. Uh, fantastic. Uh, my last one. It's called Equal Pay Day. And this is one day a year, women can make as much as men, and they have to make on everything good that they think they could do as good as men. So they're going to get paid exactly the same. But you know what? Their ass is picking up a jackhammer. They're going to be cleaning out septic tanks. They're going to kill spiders. They're even going to open up cans finally. But I think that this particular day, 
is about them seeing what's what it's like for us. They pay for everything that we do. They hear us nag about everything for 24 hours. And then what I think is going to happen after this, they will want things to go back to normal fast. And then I think the world will be right. I think that they'll see it from our angle, the opposite way. What do you think about equal pay day? Thank you. I'm the guy that figured it out. Okay. I am your fat messiah. You are that that gay porn star who figured it out. Thank you. I am fat. (laughs) I am fat messiah, the gay porn star. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, obviously I think everybody deserves to get paid the same thing, but only if you, if you're willing to do the same job, work the same hours, put in the same Absolutely. effort. So I think that's that's definitely a great way to balance it out. Fantastic. I, I, you know what? I, thank you. Thank you for seeing what I see in the world. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you, buddy. I, and, you know, speaking of women that I appreciate, because we were, we're talking about this is, this is our female episode, and we do appreciate females. I'm going to talk about females that I, I appreciate very much, uh, strippers and porn stars. Yeah, we all appreciate them. We all love them. But to me, what I find fascinating is coming back into society. So it's not the stripping and the porn stuff. We watch that all the time. It's how do they do that? And I think to understand how they get back into society, I think we have to ask ourselves, how did they get there in the first place? So I just want to say, as I always say to you, thank you, bad dads. And, a, and thank you to the false need for men's approval and attention. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> you know, you know me, you know me, my, my love of life is bad dads. Can't, can't thank them enough for what they've done. But I'm actually going to say that, that in theory, that's what people used to think is that bad dads, you know, created all the porn stars and strippers. But I will bet you that the opposite has happened is happening now. I will actually say that the empowerment of women has led to this new wave of feminism and it's throwing it through a loop. So I bet you that they're the women that are doing it now that actually are feminists. That because and they're going to say in their mind that they control all this. They're doing this because they want to, not because anyone has told them to. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that the girls that are doing porn and, and stripping, they're doing it as a as a tool to control men, men and, yeah. and to I guess to control their level of power over men. Correct. So I think I think nowadays females can look up to porn stars and strippers and say that they're the ones controlling the sexuality. So I, I, I actually think it's not the bad dads. I think it's their personal decision to make that kind of money and say, fuck you to guys. I think it's a big fuck you to, to men. I, I, I think the whole thing of stripping is a big fuck you to men because, me, you know, me personally, that's why I don't like strip clubs. Like, I know people are going to make fun of me of that. You don't like seeing naked, gorgeous women. Yeah, I do. I see it in free porn every single night. I don't have to pay loads of money and and I get to whack it and then I'm done. Okay. It's two minutes, great minutes of my life that I don't have to spend time driving to a facility and then getting, you know, my, my, my pants wiggled and then get nothing out of it. You know what I mean? Obviously, you get nothing out of it. I feel like it's just more about the experience. Like, it's almost funny. You know what I mean? Like, you go there with your friends. You're laughing. You're being stupid. Like, you're in an environment that you're so rarely in. You have to kind of make light of it. Like, it's weird for the guys who go there and they're, like, super serious. And they're just like, yeah, this chick's totally into me. Like, they just sit there with a straight face. Like, if you can't go there 
and just, you know, make light of it and be a fucking goofball and just take it for what it is, then you don't belong there. Oh, it's comedy to me. I mean, this is a comedy of errors, if I've ever seen the least. You got the big ass bouncer, you're walking in, you got this music, and like, and you're like, really? I'm, I don't want to be a part of any of this, but you walk in anyway. It's the guy's bachelor party. It's bring your own drinks. So I, I'm, the, I'm the only one that doesn't want to spend on any drinks. So I have a cooler filled with uh, beers and, and everything else because I'm not paying a dime. <laughs> you know, I, it, it is funny in a way. I, I, you know, when girls go up to you, I laugh because I'm like, you're not interested in me. There's no way you're interested in me. It's all- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, baby, what's your name? You want to dance? Like, dance? No. The best part is like when you're kind of a dick about it, they're not going to approach you again. And then word gets around because obviously like they're all talking, they're all plotting against you, you know, to see how much they can squeeze out of you. So they're just like, oh, don't go over there. That fat guy. He's he's a dick and he's not, he's he's not here to spend money. Yeah. He already paid his cover. He's not spending it. You're totally right. And that's exactly what I want. I want to be left alone. I'm there to hang out with my friends. I did the same thing when I went to the bachelor parties. I would always make sure and let them know not interested. I'm like, Go tell all your friends I'm uninterested. <laughs> Tonight I'm gay. <laughs> but you know, so it, it it is funny being there. But now the light goes down. She's turned twenty nine. She's too old to strip. Okay, I think that's the life of a stripper. I think by twenty nine you're done. I, I don't know, maybe thirty, maybe approaching thirty. But you're done. So now the question is, what would you do, and would they be able to accept this lower pay? So, you know, to me, I've got ideas on what they can do. I think maybe they can use their dance skills and flexibility to do something. You know, they're flexible. They've got tons of dance skills. Why not become a gymnast coach? Would they would they like that? Yeah, but I mean, do they have any experience in an actual gym? Andy, does that matter? Okay, they can flip. Have you ever seen some of them on that pole? I mean, they're, they're talented. I mean, I think that 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 can get you to do a triple lutz into an axle. Oh, wait, no, that's, uh, hold on, I, wait, that's figure skating. Okay, I'm trying to think in a gymnast sense. Yeah, that would be awesome if I saw somebody run across the stage and jump and do a triple axle. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I'd react to that. I'd lose my shit. I, I think if they were to do that, I'd say you're in the wrong business, babe. <laughs> let me be Let me be your, your Russian coach. <laughs> that would be a fun game to play with your friends when you go to a strip club. You actually like really pay attention to what their strong suits are and figure out what they're uh, naturally meant to do versus what they're doing in that moment. Good idea. That's a great idea. And then what you can do is you can talk to them. You, you're almost like, so you're doing the Lord's work, I guess you could say. As they're sitting on you and they're bouncing up and down, you've, you're like, listen, you shouldn't be doing this, okay? This is not what you're in line for. You should have been a chef. Okay, I see your arms and I see the fact that you are doing something that would resemble uh, you making pasta. I see the way you're counting my money. You should be an accountant. An accountant. That's right. If you could do this, you could look at a P&L statement. Great idea. Uh, I've got some other ideas on what they could be. What about a Hooters waitress? Because you're using the same skills. You're just not sleeping around and they probably can make some decent tips. So what if all of them just go back to Hooters and take it down a notch or a regular waitress? Regular waitresses dress sexy as hell in some of these uh, restaurants. Yeah, some places. Some places. I don't know. How hard would it be for them just to to acclimate and to to go from making like $500 plus a night to just being a waitress at a diner where like, I mean, you're lucky to make 100 bucks in a night. 
And that that's if you're really lucky. Or depending on like what shift you're working, you know what I mean? Like if you're like doing a, the early bird and like all the old people are tipping you in change. No, you're right. You got to get them off of wanting money, I guess. But that, I mean, that's got to be the toughest thing in life when they're used to like paying for everything, getting all this jewelry and gorgeous cars and they, they've got to, you know, I mean, it, so I bet you there are some strippers that are making like 200 grand a year. How, yeah, so definitely. like you would have you would have to go to like Harvard Law and just to be able to start out making 200 grand at this moment. So that's with a lot of schooling. These women just have to shake their tiny little rear ends. I'm wondering if we can help them with a job interview. You know, they're, they're used to dressing sexy and acting slutty because it's usually to, start, to the start of uh, most of their scenes, you know, for a porn saw. They, so they would need coaching. You're like, no, 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 you're, you don't have to suck his dick. You would just have to talk to him. Oh my God. I, I just had a brilliant idea. A light bulb went off. Oh. We start our own coaching agency Great. where we coach strippers and porn stars and teach them how to get back into the job force. And then it's a job placement company. So we make double the money. Oh my God. So we're a job placement. So we tell company. them exactly where like, listen, Ginger, this is what you need to wear. This is what you need to say. If they ask you about this, don't mention anything about the dancing. And they're like, but I did triple anal. Like, don't mention the anal. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> you would think that someone would know this, yeah. but okay. You're, you're right. there you to, to cut hair, Ginger. <laughs> Cutting hair? <laughs> oh my God. I, I will tell you, this is an absolute brilliant idea. I don't know if there's anyone in the country that is doing this right now, where they are an agency to get strippers, porn stars, and hookers back into the workforce to actually do something meaningful. I just don't, I, you know, I wonder if they're going to suffer from PTSD for this. Or actually, in my case, I think it would be PTDD or post-traumatic dick disorder. They're just so fucking, they're just so like conditioned to, to be around dicks and to, to handle penises that there's Correct. only certain jobs that they can do. Like none of them can work at a hot dog stand. Correct. Like I wonder if their Vietnam is, do they wake up sweaty just dreaming of flying dicks trying to get into their mouths? I guess. <laughs> or they like, they work at a grocery store. Someone walks over and puts like a thing of bananas down on their counter and they just lose their shit. And she starts sucking on them. And that, Debbie's deep throating the bananas. <laughs> you hear the music in the background. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, man. I, so, you know what? Ultimately, can they re-enter society? So, I guess the answer is with this agency, we can try. We we just, you know, it's going to be hard with $500 a night plus, you know. But let me ask you a question. Do we take this agency idea and do we meld it with a clinic? So, you know how there's clinics that help drug addicts kind of re-enter society? Sure. Can we do a clinic that helps all oh, these so they guys? All, like they all live in a house together and they're all being rehabilitated? Correct. They're being rehabilitated mixed with our agency. I have a feeling you're just trying to get 10 strippers and 10 porn stars into one house together just so that you can counsel them. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Papa's going to be happy first. Then I'm going to help. <laughs> but I'm still getting a BJ from one of these girls. Yeah, there'll oh. be a lot of re-entering in that house. Entering and re-entering. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that we really can uh, help um, in society with this. I think if we melt together the idea of the actual clinic with the job uh, placement program, I think we really will be helping out these young ladies. What do you think? I could just picture you on the phone with one of these potential employers and they're like, we, we really don't have the head count right now. And you're like, listen, 
between me and you. This one does ass to mouth. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right, just bring her in. We'll meet her tomorrow. She's hired. <laughs> you just send a listen. You just send a picture of her swallowing a cock, and you're like, this would be the girl. And you're like, oh, okay, she's hired. <laughs> this is the new detective on your force. Yeah, yeah detective Cockstein. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of this has actually had me thinking about. Um, what I always usually think about, which are movies, always, always trying to create a new movie. For some reason, I'm always trying to create a new movie. Here's a woman. She grew up just a little bit different than the rest of the girls. All her life, she was seen as odd but bright. So she would always come out of her room a new person. Today, one day, she'd be the funny girl, the in- another day, the insecure girl, or sometimes the smart girl. Then one day, she racked up enough brain spells to make it big in the ad world. Working her way up to the top, she had it all except a good man to show her the one side that she's never, ever seen. Fun. Through this, she learns to live, laugh, love. But if it's one thing we know about women, it's that they change their fucking minds way too much. By the end, she thinks she can do better and lives all alone to die with only cats and thoughts of what could have been. Her name? Skitsy. What do you think? Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in seeing what a schizophrenic woman does on a day-to-day basis. Well, that's what this, yeah. that's what this is. This Wait, is, so is. Is this a regular movie or a documentary? You know, now that I didn't think it was a documentary, but the more and more you and I are talking about this, it seems doc- very documentary-ish, correct? It does, yeah. Like, if we focused on only one aspect of her life, like if you said it was like only like uh, a schizophrenic woman dating, then you could make a movie out of it. If we're going to focus on all the different aspects of her uh, of her existence then maybe make a documentary about it Again. and then you can just follow her around on a day-to-day and see like each day you're, you're dealing with a different person different personality that could be interesting but that's every girl has different personalities this could be any girl yeah no it, this is literally a documentary about all women. documentaries <laughs> don't make money though that's that's my problem so as much as i want to do a documentary this is going to be big and splashy Okay, we're not doing documentaries. This is going to be huge. It's going to be splashy. Okay, we're going big studio. I'm going big studio like I always do. We're doing big studio, okay? So, of course, we got to figure out who's going to play characters. So, we've got Skitsy. We've got best friends. We've got sisters. We've got parents. And then, ultimately, we have the gay friend. Because there's always the gay friend. I'm going to go, let's start with the most important part, Skitsy, of course. I was thinking Angelina Jolie. Okay, she's gorgeous. She showed her chops in Girl Interrupted. Have you ever seen the movie Girl Interrupted? Sure. She played an amazing crazy girl. I think we bring back her crazy role from Girl Interrupted. And I think that that would be perfect. I I actually don't have anyone else for the role. So it's either Angelina Jolie or no one. Or this thing doesn't get off the ground. (laughs) Am I reaching for the stars? Um, Do you know Angelina Jolie's uh, person? I mean, could we get her? Oh, I can get her. Oh, okay. That's not a problem. Fantastic. I can make one phone call and get Angelina Jolie. Fantastic. You know, I always knew I wanted to be friends with you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the time you finally come through after 25 years. It's my time to shine. You and Phil Collins. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, we, Angelina Jolie, right off the bat, we get skitsy. You're telling me we can do it. I believe you. Next, best friend. Um, I'm thinking almost like a Winona Ryder. What are we thinking about the best friend? As as kind of like a Winona Ryder, do you think that that would work as her best friend? I say she acts like the girl she was in Beetlejuice, and we really make this uh, nuts. 
okay. and unsettling. Okay. Now, yeah. Now I'm on board. See, I'm picturing Winona Ryder in Stranger Things. No. Nope. Um, no. Nope. Well, actually, she's good in Stranger Things too, though. She's kind of an unsettled mom, kind of in Stranger Things. Yeah, but I like the goth version of Winona Ryder better. Could we put them both together? Can we get the goth version, but she's also screaming at the kids to not go into the the uh, what is it? The upside the underworld. Upside down. Uh, yeah. Upside down. The upside down for a kick. I forgot. I forgot what. <laughs> The, uh, Just combine yeah, so, both worlds, have sandworms and the upside down. Oh, that would be amazing! You could have that monster, and the and the sandworm eats that monster. So that would be fantastic. All right, so I'm on board with Winona Ryder as the best friend. We meld those two together. That was easy. Okay, we've got her sister. For some reason, I thought Winona Judd. So, and I would like the fact of having two Winonas in this movie. Uh, just happenstance. Um, but not only do we have two Winonas, we have uh, Winona Judd. As her sister. Does Winona Judd look enough like Angelina Jolie to make that workable? Are they the only two Winonas in the world? I only ask because I've never heard the name before. I've never heard any other girl named Winona. Yeah, I've never met a so, Winona. So, no, I think they're the only two. I just keep repeating it in my head. Winona, 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 ah! Winona, yeah. Winona, 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 Winona. I think as the sister, I think we got ourselves Winona. She... Hasn't had a lot of work. I like rehabilitating careers for some reason. I, I always feel like if I can get people's careers back on track, it's almost like, again, that Mickey Rock moment when he was in The Wrestler where all of a sudden he got back onto the scene. So I think we get Winona Judd back in there. Yeah. Well, it's a gamble. And you love to gamble. I love gambling. That's all I do with my life is gamble. Um, his parents. Okay. You're going to love this. Okay. It's Skitsy's parents. I'm putting in Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. What do you think about that? Real life couple. They're tiny. They're funny. You get them in there. Hmm. That's why Skitsy's so nuts. She's got nutty little hobbit parents. So she doesn't know what to make of life. <laughs> See, I'm thinking maybe take one really good actor, right? As the dad. Like, oh, who's, right. who's a guy that's like a great, like, just like a method actor? Like, uh, um, Carrie Ooze from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's who I can think of right off the bat. Okay, He's just... done. He's the dad. I say we take someone yeah. with no acting experience as the mom, just to okay. really, just to really confuse things and and shake things up. So it it kind of creates more of like a turbulent uh, feel for why Skitsy is the way she is. So Interesting, maybe, but maybe take okay, somebody okay. who's never acted before. Why don't we just ask your mom? My mom? Yeah. That would actually be uh, oddly perfect, actually, because I think she's skitsy as well. Well, <laughs> then if we're going to go back to, to – I think we can make her skitsy because <laughs> I think she's real life. So <laughs> I don't – she doesn't have the box office draw of Angelina Jolie, but holy shit, I think when she win an Oscar, it's skitsy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a dog for a different day, isn't it? Uh, My mom doesn't listen to this thing, does she? No, probably not. Um, but good idea. Um, and I think last but not least, we have that gay friend. And I, I was thinking we, we, listen, there's, there's obvious, there's obvious people. You could have Nathan Lane. You can have, not only can you have him, you can have, uh, who's the other guy, Harvey Firestein. Um, so you can have, there's a lot of easy ones that you can do, but I'm going to go a little unconventional here. Okay. Okay. He's French, and I think he could act gay. I'm thinking we bring Girard D. Pardieu. 
as gay friend. What are we thinking? Is he gay enough? Is he anything enough? I mean, we don't know. I mean, we do this week after week. I try and start <laughs> him in and everything. <laughs> I, I think that he's one of the most versatile actors I've ever seen in my entire life. I think he's one of the most overlooked actors that we've ever seen in our in our entire life. I mean, you know, you know how I feel. I listen. I, I've got, I've got. There's, there's a special place in my heart for Gerard, and as much as I'd like to help him out, I mean, the gay best friend. Listen, and he's not going to play the parents, the sister, the best friend. I'm just trying to get him a job, for God's sakes. Right now, he's working in an Aubon pain, probably. I'm just trying. To- <laughs> He's selling cream of mushroom soup at the airport. Do you uh, do you like cream of mushroom? <laughs> do I know how to do a French accent? Obviously not. No. I show you my mushroom. <laughs> that is not a French accent. Okay. I love to uh, how you say suck dick. Huh? <laughs> I am. Uh, that is one crazy bitch. No. Skitsy. <laughs> uh, do you have penis? No. Okay, too bad. Uh, how much do you think this thing will make? Nothing. We're going to lose a lot of money on this. Yeah, all right. I think this is our first money loss. I, well, you did say last last episode, you did say we'd make billions beating Avatar, correct? That was so the last we, one, yeah. Okay, so we have money for this pet project. It's a pet project at best, right? Okay. I'm okay with just working on a passion project as long as it's got Gerard in it. When do you think Skitsy comes out? Is there a holiday for, for schizophrenics? Is there like a national schizophrenic awareness day that we can take advantage of? If you think about it, every day is a new day for them though. So it, Should it be on International Women's Day? No, I think this should be on, what's the most psychotic day that we can think of? Um, Groundhog Day? April the, Fool's? April Fool's. You're a fool for watching this movie, so... <laughs> so now my usual question is what do we think imdb and rotten tomatoes are going to give it and i i think we're going to vary on this i'm leaning towards 20 percent. holy shit okay so we it's almost like we're we are really in we are honing into this is the first time that we've done this that you and i are very very similar usually we're way off base i gave it a 25 percent, and i okay. wrote so we're both in the same range where this is seen as ridiculous and they write, how did this movie ever get made? <laughs> I think that they actually write that within the Rotten Tomatoes. Like They're actually questioning. They want answers. They want to do a movie based on how this movie got made in the first place. A movie within a movie. How like, did wi- sca- like Windy City Heat. Yes. Or like, um, do you remember James, uh, uh, what's his name? He was in Pineapple Express. He was in uh, Franco. So James Franco did a movie like that recently also. He did a movie about the worst movie ever made and how it got financed and how it got made. So I Frank- didn't know that. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. I, listen, I, I, I guess I have too much time that I know all these things. But um, so Franco did a movie about that, about like the worst movie that one of the top 10 worst movies ever made. How did it get made? All that stuff. So maybe I, I'm thinking that people that on Rotten Tomatoes are going to try and fund a movie about how this movie actually got made. I but, like that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of our movie ideas, uh, turn out to be like cult hits. You, you just last week, you just said double avatar. <laughs> it's a big hit. cult. It's a huge cult. That's a it's several hundred million cult members. Yeah, it's a movement. That's not a cult. That's a culture. That's, <laughs> it's Christianity. 
For God's sakes. Well, you know what? I, I still think this should be made. I know that we this is the first one we may have doubts on, but I still think that it should get made. Um, and now, last but not least, it is our Try Not to Be Informed segment. This is where we read only the headlines for news, and that's it. We don't go any deeper. Uh, we are not going to proclaim that we uh, you should even listen to us about half of these, but we try. We try. I mean, I, I'd like to dig a little deeper. You, on the other hand, don't want to do any digging whatsoever. Only my nose. So here is my first topic, okay? This is my first one. Women becoming a surrogate for sister is shocked by the ultrasound. After agreeing to be a surrogate for her sister's child, this woman was baffled by the sight that her first ultrasound, what her first ultrasound revealed. All right, I'm going to stop right there for a sec before we get into this. How is she baffled by an ultrasound? Is there really a lot going on? Is it very different? I mean, it's all the same shit, right? It's exactly, that's why like, you know when people say, is it a boy or is it a girl? And they have huge parties for it and everyone gets excited. Like, do you ever get excited about a 50-50 of anything? Um, I think that she finds that the ultrasound shows that the devil is inside of her. What do you think about that? Is that a possibility? Maybe there's nothing in there. Maybe it was empty. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's barren wasteland? Yeah. This is, this is Walking Dead via Atlanta? There's nothing. Yeah, like they just they just look in there. It's just empty. Like they find like the they find their lost keys. I mean, it could be that it could be, but then you never would have been able to drive to the hospital in the first place if the keys are in there. Touche. Um, maybe it's revealed that the baby's got a gigantic penis, something that's like the biggest in all the Guinness Book of World Records. Ah, uh, maybe it's just one big penis. Penis baby. <laughs> would that be on what network? Would that be on Penis Baby? I mean, I know I know everything's streaming now, but then I guess no network. If it's a talking penis baby, I'm going to go with TBS. Agreed. That would be a great comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Black penis baby. <laughs> All right. So check this one out. Yeah. Dad steps in to fly plane to Spain after original pilot delay. What? This guy just took control of a plane and flew it to Spain. That's it. He's like, all right, move over, guys. I've got this. I guess so. I don't know. It's a picture of a guy and he's talking into a phone. Yeah. Um in like in an aisle on a plane. Like it, as if he's making an announcement. What? So I mean, I don't know if he's just what what do you think he's telling them? Wait, so hold on. He just says, "Hold on. I'm going to take over the entire plane. I want to get I need money. So I'm going to be the pilot, then I'm going to be the stewardess. I'm going to get you peanuts. I'm going to talk to you about the safety. Go back, fly this bad boy to Spain. I'm everyone and I get three paychecks." Basically, yeah. I think that's what he's saying. I how do you do that though? I mean, how does the headline not mention hijacking? Hmm. Like they're saying this as if he's a fucking hero. Maybe maybe he's trying to show how easy it is, right? Because it seems pretty easy to this plane thing. I mean, right? Don't you just press a button, it's autopilot? Yeah, but I don't go behind the counter in a fast food place and just start pressing buttons. I know it's easy. It's yeah, I mean it's easy. It's not really all that difficult. I don't know. This guy's got some balls. Um, what the fuck did he think was going to happen when he landed that plane? I thought that he would have a siesta. Isn't that what you do in Spain? I, mean, I guess. He's going for tapas. Oh, I love tapas so much. <laughs> Everything turns back to tapas. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hear you salivating. I am. Um, all right. Good one. Good one. Uh, hear this one out, though. I think you're going to like this one. 115-year-old okay. man shares the habits that kept him alive. Not everyone makes it past 100 years old, 
but those who do often have some very eye-opening advice that catches folks off guard. I'm going to stop this guy right there. There's no way in fucking hell I want to make it to 115 anyway. I don't want the advice because I don't want to be there. I'm telling yeah, no you. thanks. How old do you are you looking to be before? Uh, like, how old do you want to be? Before? Honest answer? Yeah. 69. Just because of the number? It just it would be really funny? Is that what you're thinking? I want the number 69 printed in my obituary. You just want everything. And I, I just don't want to live past 69. It's enough. Uh, 37 is enough. 69? Forget it. I can't even imagine that much more time on this planet. 32 more years you'd have to go? I don't know how many more years can I... Can we do this show? <laughs> We've got to think about this. Hold on. i got to put you into a long-range contract that may get you to <laughs> 69 and you won't even know it. You're signing a 50-year agreement. <laughs> you'll have to live longer you won't be able oh, to geez. I, I never read the fine print I, i'm th- for me i don't want to make it past 85 85 is my my number uh, so this that's a full 30 years less than this guy so you know i i, I mean I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pontificate on what i think that got him to 115 there's a couple okay. of things that i'm thinking um i'm thinking he writes booze and bitches that that's one thing because i think that'll keep you alive and ticking well, the bitches will kill you. Yeah, it's the bitches that'll get you, right? Isn't that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking that he lost his hearing, so he doesn't have to listen to anyone anyway. So he's just in, in, in blissfully walking around, not having to listen to anyone scream at him. Absolutely. And That'll add 10 years to your life. 100%. And I think, and I'm going to tell you my last one that I think is going to add about 20 years to your life a world without social media and trying to care what others think of you every friggin' waking moment. That this guy doesn't know about social media. Look how blissfully happy he is. That could be part of it. I mean, it's stress free. You know, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't, there's no thought that you know your picture is going to end up on the internet just because you're at a fucking birthday party. Yeah, it's stress free, yeah. fat free, salad dressing. It's new. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm thinking this guy just stuck to his uh, his normal routine, fucking bacon and Marlboro Reds. I don't know. And just powered through it. He is wearing his hat that he did serve in a war. So I, uh, maybe he got strong through that. He could live through that. He could live through anything. He said, fuck you, death. Death came around and he's like, nah, not going to happen. All right, what you got? Boy 12 impaled by spring in freak trampoline accident. Freak trampoline accident. Yeah. And the picture is a spring mm-hmm. sticking out of his back. Oh, my God. Out of the back? Yeah, it's like in his back on his left side. Do you think that he can now um, do that move? Now, I don't know if you know this, but Michael Jackson did this move on stage where... um, Do you remember that video where he was tilting over to one side and they showed you how they actually did it? They, They took shoes on the stage and they put it under and then he was able to tilt? Yeah, that was the, uh, uh, the what, moonwalk video. Yes, right? yes, yes. What if this guy can do his own now optical illusion now that he has a spring on his back and maybe he's got a whole new living? That's a good idea. He can go bungee jumping. <laughs> he can bungee. I don't know if he can jump, <laughs> but he can certainly Well, bungee. he wouldn't go far. I mean, he would only hang for about two or three feet. Um, I guess he could also put like fake wings on his back and it would make him look like an angel and he can do parties and events saying that he's a true angel that's sticking out his back. <laughs> what do you think of yeah. that? I don't know. Definitely a good party trick tool. Um, but he's still alive. He just has a spring in his back? The hook make it made it into his back. Do you think his pickup line for now will be, I want to point you? 
<laughs> I don't know. Or want to hook up. Oh, hook. I like that. Okay. Want to, <laughs> want to hook up. Okay. I like that. Fantastic. That That's the winner. Um, okay. I got a, uh, another one for you. Uh, the secret Batman producers tried to cover up for years. The original Batman TV series was a smash hit, but behind the scenes were many controversies that people in charge tried to hide. So what would they try to hide on the Batman set? I I think Adam West was trying to Bill Cosby everyone. Um, that's a possibility. He was trying to do that. Um, I'm thinking maybe the ambiguously gay duo was for real. He's really into cross-dressing. Um, I also, another thing that I was thinking was that Adam West was actually a huge diva and he actually liked ridiculous things like actual penguin meat to get into a role. So for instance, he was versing the penguin. He really needed to understand what it was like to hate a penguin. So he would ask people to get him real penguin meat on the set so he can eat it and rip it and just understand it, how, how to hate a penguin, you know, like really get into that role. What do you think of that? Yeah. Why not? I bet Christian Bale did the same thing. Oh, easily. I mean, I, I heard some of the stuff I heard that he's done, real method actor. I can see him ripping into some sort of, uh, uh, if he were Batman, I could see him eating uh, someone who was funny for the Joker. So he would he would actually try and eat a comedian. He <laughs> just puts on lipstick and bites strangers. <laughs> and bites the comedian so he can get to the Joker. I could do that. <laughs> All right, you got any more? Do I have any more? All right. Yeah, I can do one more. Okay. Um. Florida man charged for stash of Trump-shaped ecstasy pills. <laughs> Trump-shaped ecstasy pills? Yeah, so they just look like little chunky men. <laughs> and he's t- and, and that's palatable? That's something you'd want to do? I'd rather not put it in my mouth, but if, has, if it has the same effect as normal ecstasy, then I'm game. Okay, that's funny because my la- – here's the crazy part. My last um, headline was also about Florida, so let's try and put ours together. All right, let's see if we can make this work. Mine was Dorian washes cocaine onto Florida beaches. Although the hurricane did not hit Florida as hard as many predicted, it did wash up several unexpected packages onto beaches across the state. So, so you know, my first thought is, of course, I mean, it's Florida. Of course, cocaine's washing up to beaches. I mean, you know everyone in Miami's doing that anyway. So it's washing right up. Yeah, I bet that's a regular occurrence. So now are they doing your pills as well as cocaine? Uh, is everything washing up on shore, including these pills? It's Trump washing ecstasy pills ashore in Florida? Oh, my God. I'm wondering. What else do you think was washing up on shore? I'm going to go with dead bodies. Uh, machine guns? Definitely. I'm going to go Mar-a-Lago Mar- Golf Club. So that goes with your uh, <laughs> your ecstasy pills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Scarface DVDs. 100%. You know that all those DVDs are around there. And uh, Cuban cigars. I also think Cuban cigars would wash up there easily. Yeah, it's not a far ride. No, not at all. Not at all. We don't know what's going to wash up onto Dorian, but I do know what is washed up here, and it is our time. So I'd like to say to everyone, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. You're the best. You love our twisted humor, and we love you for it. So thank you so much. My name is Brandon. With me, as always, is... I'm Andy. See you guys later. Hope the ship never ends. Rate review, download to email us when you know you. Podcasts that you can't ignore. Loosen up, sit right back. Yeah, you two try not to laugh. Brandon and Eddie sleeping work.
to dad like Patrick's always stroking North Carolina to New York. Drop the mic, pick up the phone.